Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. to another edition of the dad podcast i am jeff turn thanks for hanging out with me today of course the dad podcast can be found on itunes and spotify and we wouldn't be here without our great friends from the man salon graduate hotels in minneapolis our buddies in downtown minneapolis as well at manny shout out to all of you guys and bookmaker.eu listen this show usually consists of a guest and that those guests have included my kids many other dads in the sports industry, and beyond. We've had some of our friends on the show talking about what they deal with with their kids, the exuberance that comes with watching your your youngsters grow up, and the challenges that we all ultimately face. Today there will be no guest on the Dad Podcast. Instead, it'll just be me. And all I'm going to do today is tell three stories. Because I think a lot of times, parenting and the relatability that goes along with it can become such a integral part in our own sanity when we're raising kids. They are the greatest thing in the world for us, but they come with all kinds of challenges, all kinds of achievements, all kinds of excitement, all kinds of sorrow. Everything in between comes with parenting kids. And for those of you tuning in for the first time, I have three. My wife actually had them. I was just along for the ride. Three boys, Beckham, who's eight. Mauer, who's five, and Griffey, who is a now proud four-year-old as of the month of September. And sometimes the relatability factor of being a parent is what gets us through some of the tough times, what makes us laugh during the good times, and ultimately allows us to sort of feel like we're not in this alone. You know, you have your significant other, some may not, but a lot of people have their significant other so they can bounce things off of them. But when you hear a coworker, a friend, a podcast talking about similar stories, you can have a chuckle. You can have some, ah, yeah, been there. Or you can learn something to maybe help you out ultimately with what you have going on. So today, I'm going to tell three stories. And I'm going to start off with a very proud story, okay? So my oldest, Beckham, who is now eight years old, is one of the most social individuals that I've ever met. If you told him after school from 3.30 till everyone goes to bed, you could play with your friends, he'd be as happy as a clam. He loves his friends in the neighborhood, loves his friends at school, and from, from my vantage point, they love him back, which is heartwarming for a father. But every kid is different, and what's different about Beckham is that he has something called apraxia, and it's a speech impediment that he has worked on since he was three years old when he started talking. And we've gone to speech classes, and it it does affect a little bit of of how he learns things and how he reads. So he's gone to reading classes, and, you know, he has those things during school. But with that comes sometimes, you know, you you may need somebody to repeat something to you, or as you're learning something, your mind just has to slow down a little bit to understand the context of the question or the material. And so Beckham has become one of the best students at West Central in his grade, 
as a person, doesn't get into trouble, gets those coveted Trojan tributes, and is just an amazingly sweet boy. Now, that doesn't mean that he doesn't have meltdowns and doesn't get mad at his brothers and do things that you go, what a knucklehead as a parent. I mean, when you hear people talk about their kids as if they're just these golden childs, you go, but yeah, but what about at 8.30 at night when you're trying to put them to bed and you've told them to go to their bedroom seven times and for some reason they're sitting there with a bowl of cereal at the kitchen table and are trying to eat some Mike and Ike's. <laughs> I mean, so he has his moments, right? But I'm so proud of his heart. Uh, he's such a caring individual. Um, he has his selfish moments like every other eight-year-old, but he really is a great dude. So what I'm proud of is his ability in third grade where you have homework for the first time and you know, you're learning new spelling words and math that there was like one day of all the days that he's been back at school where he seemed a little downtrodden about what was going on with all the newness and the homework and the level of, of education that he's getting at, you know, the vaunted third grade. Well, this man has come out and he has been getting great grades on his spelling tests. He has put in extra work five minutes during recess or 15 minutes at home here and there as we're in the car listening to his mom quiz him on spelling words. And all of that has, you know, turned into really good grades and a teacher that I think understands Beckham's commitment to being the best Beckham he can be. And for an eight-year-old, that's pretty impressive. And for someone who's not eight and you see that like myself, um, you're just so proud as a dad. I'm looking back at the journey he's gone through since he was three and four and five and six and seven and now eight through some of the things that a lot of kids um, would throw their hands up at and say, it's just too hard. Uh, they, they would find themselves um, really with a different attitude. And I'm not saying all kids, but you know how it goes. Sometimes when, when life throws a tough book at you, 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 you end up burning the book. You don't read it. And Beckham has read the book and thrived. So I'm so proud of Beckham as we are a month into the school year. And his grades are really good in a new environment where um, he has a new teacher and he's learning all kinds of new things that he's crushing it on his spelling test, which can be whole, which can be hard for kids at the Praxia. And so if you talk to Beckham, you may notice something here. There's nothing like you could four or five years ago because it's a testament to the work that he has ultimately put in. I'm so proud of the job he's done. Again, Denad podcast can be found on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify. Um, you can also check us out on the Believe Podcast Network, Believe.com. Brought to you by our good friends at Graduate Hotels, downtown Minneapolis. Next time you're in the Minneapolis area, excuse me, I said downtown. It's steps from downtown. You're on the campus of the University of Minnesota. A wonderful boutique hotel that is just absolutely awesome to stay at. Check our friends out at The Graduate. Next time you go to Minneapolis for work or pleasure or a game, check out the Graduate Hotel, you will you will thank us for sending you over there. A hotel you may have not stayed at before, but one that you'll always want to come back to. So next, I want to tell a story about my middle child, Maurer. Now, number one with Maurer, same thing I said with Beckham. There's great things about your kids that you love to tell everybody. Everybody has the stuff at home where you're like, my kid, my, Maurer doesn't sleep in his room. He's been on this show with me before, talking about not sleeping in his room and how he always wants to come snuggle us. But that's not the story today. The story today is about a kid who had a really rough first week of school. 
first week of kindergarten can be one thing for one kid and another for another. This kid is racked up. 74,000 Trojan tributes since school started. Not really, but it feels like it, considering some of the struggles Maurer went through week one. I am so proud of Maurer for meeting new friends, striving to be the kid that helps clean up everything at school, bring home the Trojan tributes. And it's translated to him being a much happier kid out of school. You know, we, we signed him up for flag football this year because he wanted to. And this is the second year in a row that he played. I coached him last year, and it was tough because he never played any organized sports before other than that summer he played some t-ball. And Maurer spent more time in the dirt playing playing with the, with the worms and the bugs than he did actually playing t-ball that year. So we're like, all right, we'll give it another shot. Same thing, butterflies and grasshoppers and frogs were way more important to Maurer than playing flag football. So we didn't play anything this winter. We didn't do any basketball. We, we just, you know, let the kid grow. And we signed him up for football this year. Now, listen, the first few games, it was as if we were back to the year before. But this kid is now running up and down the field, trying to grab flags every time he can defensively. They gave him the rock the other day. They handed him the football the other day. And he sped off like Walter Payton is prime down the field for a, like an eight-yard gain. The best eight-yard gain I've ever seen. So proud of the guy. So you you, you think about sort of the evolution of, of Maurer uh, over the last 24 months. And the kid is is just an absolute genius who's coming into his own with a personality. And I'm so proud of some of the hurdles he's overcome the last you know month with the transition from you know a summer off from being in preschool to now being in kindergarten and doing all these amazing things um, on the football field. And like when I say amazing, like running up and down the field is amazing to us. You know, it doesn't have to be the best player on the field. You know your kids and you know what they're going through and you know what they're trying to accomplish. And when they are accomplishing things that you think are just amazing, be damned what other people think. Who cares, man? I'm sure there's people that are like, God, these parents are cheering so loud for an eight-yard gain or a attempt at – tackling or grabbing a flag or we score a touchdown and Maurer runs with his teammates down the field just huge home runs for his social development it's so happy for him like I said 74,000 Trojan tributes it's a new record at West Central <laughs> so we're so proud of Maurer um, and uh, he is a a gem in our life that is for sure again the dad podcast brought to you by Manny Steakhouse downtown Minneapolis I've told you about Minneapolis twice today uh, you know one of the Midwest gems as well and when you go to Manny Steakhouse you'll walk out probably saying it's the best steakhouse I've ever ate at make sure and try the bread pudding for dessert have the old-fashioned for your drink and enjoy one of their wonderful steaks Uh, if you're really feeling adventurous get the tomahawk get the tomahawk get some of those hash browns for uh, for your side share those with the family check out Manny Steakhouse in downtown Minneapolis all right final story and I've told this story before on ESPN radio, but I don't think I've told the story on the podcast. And this isn't going to be me, you know, talking about Griffey and sort of his evolution as an individual. This is just a funny story to wrap things up here on the dad podcast. Again, like I said, a lot of times some of these stories become relatable. Um, The first two stories, I'm sure many parents listening right now have gone through challenges with their kids and those little, those little steps forward look like, you know, that the kid climbed Mount Everest. 
And so I'm just so happy for, for their development socially, academically, physically, through the sports world, et cetera. Just pumped for Maurer and Beckham. This story, though, involves Maurer, but it's about Griffey. I don't know, a couple of months ago. Maybe it was less than that. My wife puts Griffey to bed. I put Maurer to bed. Beckham puts himself to bed. And I, bedtime could be a whole podcast, right? Like someday I'm going to do a podcast on here where I just go, all right, here's our bedtime routine. And you guys can just react to it. And that, that's a few episodes from now. You guys can tune back for what our bedtime routine looks like. You can listen to the dad podcast and, and say, yep, that's what ours looks like. Oh my God, you guys do too much. Um, ours is worse, whatever it is. We'll get to that on a, another edition of the dad podcast. But Griffey was being put to bed had already brushed his teeth, laying in bed with mom. They read a book, watch a little tablet, snuggle, go to sleep. And Griffey's saying as he's laying down, he's got to go potty. So he goes potty, gets up, goes to the bathroom, comes back and tells his mommy, he needs to change his pants. She's thinking, oh man, he had an accident. Should have asked to go to the bathroom earlier. Uh, did he poop or pee his pants? How big of a mess is this going to be? You know, it's seven, eight o'clock at night. Oh gosh. So she gets up, she goes over. And as she pulls down his pants to see what the heck's going on, oh, there's something in the back. <laughs> it is not pooper pee. It's a bunch of large marshmallows that have been melted by the heat of his butt crack. Now, one would say, how does a man put marshmallows down his pants and not take them out? Well, he did not. Earlier that day, we went to the grocery store, got our groceries. One of the kids wanted some marshmallows. We got them. They had not been playing by themselves, eating marshmallows, since like 3 or 4 in the afternoon. But come to find out, when my wife asked Griffey, where did you get the marshmallows in your pants? Mawa, mawa, mawa was what was said. <laughs> you know, my middle child stuffed, uh, you know, eight marshmallows down his pants. And Griffey never told anyone. He didn't tell me, he didn't tell his older brother, he didn't tell his mom. Somehow, and I'm still perplexed as to how this all went down. Somehow, when we put his pajamas on over his underwear, we didn't notice in his <laughs> underwear eight marshmallows. Like, they were stuffed in the butt crack, apparently. like they were, they were in there, right? Looked like the kid had a butt implant, but we didn't notice it. So... Needless to say, they were stuck to the underwear. We don't usually toss out underwear because our kids don't usually have accidents, right? This was one of the pairs of underwears we had to throw away. And I think they were like, at that point, all mushed in to some of the pajamas. We had to toss those as well. We had a conversation with Griffey. If anyone ever stuffs marshmallows down your pants, please tell an adult. Next day, we had a conversation with Maurer. Said, please, do not ever stuff marshmallows down your pants, your brother's pants, or anyone else's pants. And we told Beckham, man, watch out for your brother. If you see him walking around with a load in his pants, please tell him to tell So hopefully next time we don't have to deal with this kind of mess. There's a couple of stories from my kids. Hopefully you share those with your family, your friends, and share your own stories because relatability is something that I think can help all of us parents make it through a wild and crazy world while we raise these kiddos the best that we can. There's another edition of the dad podcast is another page that's turned here on the show. Make sure to check out our friends in Minneapolis at the graduate hotels and Manny's also check out bookmaker.eu 
for all your gaming needs. And of course, I don't get my hair cut every day, but when I do, I go to the Man Salon. You can sign up now online for your appointment so you don't have to call or walk in. You can get right in the door. When you walk in, they'll have your hair cut ready to go. And secondly, if you're looking to start a franchise, our friends at the Man Salon are now selling franchises. Our buddy Sean Erickson has created a great business model for you here in the 605, including multiple stores here in Sioux Falls, out west in Rapid, and others. Check them out today, themansalon.net. Again, that's going to do it for us today on the Dad Podcast. Until next time, be well. Thanks for listening. Make sure you like, subscribe, tell us how you feel. iTunes, Spotify. See you around the corner on the Dad Podcast.